Peace, y'all. What's up? This is your boy, Die Hard. Nick's podcast, Evil Your Any Star. We're about to get busy. I got my man State with me today. We're going to be talking about the point guard conundrum. It's the thumbnail that you were looking at. The Frank Hive is back. <laughs> Frank Nilekina versus Alfred. Of course, um, we're going to talk about Derrick Rose, too. Uh, probably a little bit of uh, of Austin Rivers as well. But, um, you know, without further ado, let's just get into it. I know guys are, are starting to come in and out. So without further ado... Dynex Podcast with Silicy State. Let's go. All right, let's bring my guy right up in here, man. We got State. Up, Delivering guy? babies like a motherfucker, like, like always. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to rush and do everything so I could at least sit down. But I'm good now, though. Yeah, hey, that's look, the life the we live, time, man. Look, Purell. I got <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, you got the Purell, man. That's, that's what's up. Got to stay sanitized, bro. Yes, Set sir. the example. <laughs> yeah, man. So anyway, elephant, you know, ele- elephant in the room, man. You know what I'm saying? As soon as they brought Frank in the in the game, in the, it was like um it was like an Avengers Endgame moment, like when the when the portal opened up and Frank Nilakina walked out. It was like, oh yeah, shit, you know. So, what, what were your initial thoughts when he came out? Um, first of all, I thought I thought Austin Rivers was going to play. That's first of all because that's Tibbs and Mo. Yeah. So it seemed like it seemed like Tibbs it it, it seemed like Tibbs got a plan for everybody. So when I when I first seen Frank get off the bench, honestly I was smiling because I I, I root for Frank Nilakina hard. Like I don't I don't know about anybody else, but Frank and, and and Kevin Knox is two dudes that I really root for hard because I've seen them for past managements. So I was just happy. And then as soon as he come in, look what happened. We built up a double digit lead, and it's like you see his defense. You see the IQ, and I mean, you quickly could play his game. Frank could play his game. It was beautiful, yeah. It, it, it was nice to see. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like him not playing has been like an extended training camp for him because with, with him, it's just all about like getting his role together. Because, I mean, he did play good in the preseason, man. So, I, you know, I tip my hat off to him. He did play, you know, good in preseason. He was hitting his jump shot. He was getting to the basket. Same things that you saw, you know, that we saw, everybody saw in the game, Um, you know, yesterday. You know, so when when he chose Alfred, I kind of got it. You know, I you know like I didn't I didn't want to get mad because I saw I saw Frank was playing, so of course you want Frank to play, but I didn't I didn't get so mad about it. But you know now, you know the day the day has come now. You know Alfred has his has his shortcomings and whatever, but um Frank basically does exactly the same thing, you know. And then now we got Derrick Rose, so now this creates a whole different thing now. So what do we do? And and what's funny about it? Remember the other day, and I like this point. I think um. I think Keith brought this up. Shout out to my guy, Free Keith. He's on the he's on the thread with us. But he spoke about how when Emmanuel quickly and Derrick Rose was on the court together, basically, you know, quickly was thinking too much. So he was thinking the game too much. And remember the game where Derrick Rose walked up to quickly. He was like, "Yo, shoot the damn ball." So I think right I, I, I think when you separated them and shout out to Keith for this take, it was it was a it's a great take. I, I think when you separate them and you put quickly with a guy like Frank, now quickly could play his game, Frank could play his game, and Rose could play his game. 
And then now you could you could gradually bring RJ along slowly because now you got Derrick Rose in the lineup. So I, I, I like what Tibbs did today, did yesterday, but I, I'm loving the the direction of what this team is, is going in. Now that Alfred is out, now I can see, I can see the plan. Like I can see the vision. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. But it's kind of it's kind of tough to to just pull a guy out, out the lineup because he he has been you know rocking with us this whole time. He, he helped us win a couple games, you know, right. playing you know the way that he's been playing. So just for you know, he gets one little injury and then now he's not not in the lineup. That's kind of like a hard pill to swallow, you know. So you know th- these guys seem to pull for each other. You know, uh, Randall was saying they're all great teammates and stuff. So if if they were to to um you know bench Alfred and just go go this route. I don't think he would be too mad, you know. I think I think really they these guys are really pulling for each other, and they're like, let's say Derrick Rose, he's always injury prone. So if Derrick Rose is in, is a starter now, and then he ends up getting hurt, we know that we can call Alfred, and Alfred's gonna be ready, yeah. just like all these other guys, you know. Yeah. It just just to also just to you know to tack onto your point, uh, we we all wanted we all said that that Frank you know can't score. He's just a defender. This and a facilitator kind of guy. The person to have next to him was always like somebody that could score. You know, yep. and have other guys around that they could score that way that'll elevate his game. So yep. uh, you know, quickly is averaging like what is it like more than one point a freaking sec uh, a minute. You yep. know, he's scoring like crazy, man. So having a guy like quickly next to Frank makes absolute sense, man. Yeah, and and the beautiful part about yesterday's game was it it, it brings Frank is that like me because I'm a Frank. I always tell I always tell you like I'm a Frank. I support the kid. I'm at peace now because now the stigma <laughs> of Frank got to be the future point guard. He got to be the franchise point guard. He got to he got to score 30. Now that stigma is gone now because yeah. now we see quickly as that guy, as a starting point guard, right? So now people can see Frank for who he really is. And that's a Marcus Smart type, Bruce Bowen, Rick Fox, a great role player. That right. helps you win games. All we needed was a all, we needed a good team in place and an all star in place. We got both. Well, I got you, man. But we gotta we gotta keep it in perspective too, because Frank right. has been shooting like twenty something percent from three and thirty something percent from the field for four years straight. So he's in this in this position for a reason, you know, that where he gotta like worry about Alfred Payton taking his minutes and all this other stuff. But uh, you gotta give credit, man. That guy. When he hit that that on that first open three point shot, it's like yo, yes, you know what I'm saying? Because that's that's what we need him to do. Not only that, when he when he took his man to the basket, he um he kind of he didn't bully him, but he kind of like made the guy ride his hip. Once he once he got to a certain point, he turned on him and just scored. I've been begging for him to do that for like the last four years, man. To too but much bro, of that like, like like stutter step hanging back and shooting that little tight jump shot, you know what, what he needs to do. Somebody six foot five with seven foot wingspan is ride the guy to the basket, turn and just lay it up because they can't stop him. You know, and that's so true. And I think that comes from that comes from sitting and learning and watching and seeing and Kenny Payne and those guys asking him, "Hey, yo, what are you looking at? What are you seeing when you? What would you?" Would have done in that situation. So I, I, I'm watching yesterday, and I'm like, oh, okay. He picked that up from from um Alfred Payton. That little dribble move because he hit him, bang bang, double cross. So what I was expecting was for Frank, because year year one to year three, Frank would have took a jump shot. Yeah. But 
I've seen it's like it clicked. So when he had Marvin Bagley on him, it was like, oh, this is a big. I could get by him. And he went to the basket. I'm like, oh, okay, he's learning. He's learning. Okay, okay. I see why Thibodeau put that uh, uh, extra long leash on Frank. So, you know, it, it, I'm satisfied. And, and it, like I said, yo, I'm at peace because now I know Frank doesn't have to be the starting point guard or the franchise point guard of the future. He could just play his role comfortably. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. But, you know, like, like I said before, this has definitely have been like a long extended on training camp for him because, yeah. like, you know, you mentioned, you, you say it all the time, like he's never, he's been through all these crazy regimes, you know, uh, Fisdale and Hornet mm-hmm. Second, all these different guys. These guys were, were all compromised through due to whoever was uh, ahead of them in, in the front office and right. just, you know, trying to, you know, put that whole triangle in. And, um, you know, everything, even Fizdale, Fizdale came in and tried to do a lot of freaky stuff too. You know, so that, that's the really confusing for a dude like, like Frank, because Frank is not like necessarily like, like, you know, like, like you said, like a franchise point guard or a starting nope. point guard. So somebody like him, you give it, you, um, you give him his role and say, listen, I, I, this is how I need you to play. You're not quite there yet. Sit here and watch Alfred, Alfred do it. You know, and I'm yeah. not saying that Alfred is better, but sit here and watch the, um, him, him do it. You know, now yep. we got roles here. So now this, the story's different now. Yep. And, and, you know, it's, it's certain things, maybe because I, I get emotional a lot. Like, I'm very emotional when it comes to the Knicks. So a lot of times I'll say something and I won't look at the end game. Like, I'm, all, I'm living in the present. Like, I'll say, you know, why Alfred Payton, he got to start, keep starting games and our office look trash and blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, if I want, if I want the kids to play, they got to see these vets do these little things like um for example reggie bullock reggie bullock you know he slides his feet he's always moving around the perimeter um reggie he's smart you know quick and decisive kevin knox don't do that so it's like i can understand why tips play certain dudes i'm i'm gonna put it like this the winning got me warming up to the whole vet situation because now I'm understanding the bigger picture than what I wanted to understand before. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's Knox um, next turn too. So, but um, Reggie Bullock, he's been playing good enough to fit in. Lately, um, Reggie Bullock has been a sniper, giving him the um, giving him the ball, you know, with kickouts, and he's just been like, as soon as he gets it, no matter if a guy has a hand in his face, he's still just going through with the shot, you know, make, making the correct play. So that, that's exactly what we need um, um, Knox to do, which he which he does do it, but it's just the other little things, when to when to get into the paint, when to yep. make another move and stuff like that, yep. uh, and also just the communication. I think that's really uh, Knox's biggest problem, just being mature enough to be, you know, to be within the mix and get in there and communicate and stuff. And, and you, you know, uh, another thing, too, that I respect about Tibbs, yesterday – um, I like I like the unit that closed out the game. I think it was it was Derrick Rose, it was Frank, it was Burks, it was Randall, and it was Nerlens. And people asking like, "Well, how come RJ is not out there?" But people fail to realize Frank been in the league for four years now, so he has experience in those type of situations. Whereas RJ is twenty, he's still a baby. But we just forget because RJ is just so much more advanced than Frank that we forget sometimes, like, yo, the dude is the longest tenured Nick on our team right now. Like, 
sometimes we forget that. So I, I like the lineups that, that Tibbs was, was putting out there. But it, it, begs the, it begs to ask the question, was Alfred really the problem? Like, and, and I don't like to pile on a man who got to professional basketball, got the way he, he's at, he could feed his family and stuff. But I, I don't know. Like, it, was he really the problem, bro? Like, well, he, he's definitely a stepping stone. That, that's that's what I kept trying to trying to get you to um to get to it. Just it just like a stepping stone getting to the next thing because you know we got quickly, so you know eventually quickly is going to be elevated to the starting lineup or something eventually. And uh, you know Alfred's only making five million a year too, so we, we got guys like Kyle Lowry and these different guys that are available next summer and stuff. You know, so you know Alfred is just somewhere some per- person to get us from one point to the next. But um, be, but now you know just just on focusing on, on this this season and stuff. Um, it, it like it like 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 we would like I just said it's just basically a stepping stone for uh, for Frank. Now Frank got his opportunity. Uh, Rose is here now. Rose wasn't here at the beginning. Rose is here now. Um, Rose starting was incredible to me, man. Cause um, like just I I was making a point at the halftime show, you know, cause you know we do the halftime show, you know, um, at, at the halftime every Knicks game. So mm-hmm. we we were talking. And I just made the point that um, you you also made the point that um that that Rose uh, he just seized the moment. Said, so listen, we need a win. You know, we're playing a must-win game right now, and Rose elevated his game to the next to the next level. We don't have that 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 type of player, but now we do. So that that that's definitely going to help a guy like RJ because now RJ don't have the press because you know we got a gangster, you know, yeah. running the point guard and Derrick Rose. You know, yeah. so that's definitely going to feed energy into the different guys and stuff. And know? one thing, low key, that I think people don't really pay attention to, I was paying attention to. Yo, these dudes really respect Derrick Rose. Like, I don't know if it's like being a fan and we don't really pay attention to stuff like that. Like, we don't really care about, you know, dudes respecting each other. But every time Randall got a rebound, guess who he passed the ball to? Derrick Rose. I barely see him take the ball up yesterday. And I'm like, yo, he must got a lot of respect in that locker room. Like, I, like, I remember um, they were talking about the 2013 Knicks, right? And they said every time Rasheed Wallace walked in the gym, everybody shut up. Like, that's how much respect he had. So I wonder if, I wonder if that's the same vibes that, that Derrick Rose is giving these dudes. Like, and, and, and it's cool. It's fun. Yeah, I, I get it. But I, I think with Derrick Rose is just like, let's say like, you, you could just be playing pickup. You get into the game. You don't know the guys. You just play. I got next, whatever. You're just playing, whatever. So then you get into the mix. Once you realize you got a point guard with you, you're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Here we go. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? We got a point guard. Like, but if you ain't got no point guard, now you're looking like, all right, I got to do some ball handling because, you know, we don't really got a point guard. But once you see that you got a point guard, it don't even matter. You don't even have to know the person. As soon as you know that guy got some point guard skills, you're like, oh, let's go. You know, yeah. we running now. Let's 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 get busy. I, I can see this guy can get to the basket and I'm I'm gonna get the ball back. So let's go. You know, it, it just makes it more fun. So, you know, it this begs to ask ask the question, you know. Um, I'm kind of now that I'm watching, now that I watched that game last night, and hopefully I hope that Frank could stay in the lineup, stay in the rotation, and I'm hoping that we could finally be five hundred. Um against Indiana, I hope we win the Indiana game. It begs to ask the question that do you resign Derrick Rose, Frank, and Mitch? And also do Mitch and Frank break the Charlie Ward curse? I it begs to I ask that question because if we make the playoffs, 
And Frank and Derrick Rose is a part of that, of us making the playoffs. And Frank is only 22, and he's going to be 23 next season, and Mitch is going to be 23. I don't see the reason why we need to go out and go find a glue guy or go find a swingman. Maybe I'll spend some money on a shooter. I'll probably go get a shooter some, but I don't see the reason why we could we should be letting guys walk when we building something great here. Absolutely. You, you bring you bring up a great point, man. Cause I mean Frank is a free agent. Ro Derek Rose is a free agent. You know, uh what do we do right now? Because I mean, we do have 65 million. We gotta spend it, whatever. We, you know, everybody gets mad that we keep on um, bringing these um, you know, vets in every year. We've been mm -hmm. trying to find the right ones this whole time, you know, with the, with this mm -hmm. new regime with um Scott Perry. We've been trying to find the right ones, but we, we it seems like we do have the right ones now. But like you said, in the meantime, now our homegrown guys are ready to go. Mitch, shout out to Mitch or whatever. So I mean that that's that's definitely um interesting, man. Because we're gonna like let, let's say let's say if we pay our guys now, we're talking about uh you know I, I really I really don't even know what what the um price tag would be on some of these guys. Uh, you know I want to say what like ten million a piece. So I know I know for a fact the most that Mitch could get, I think it's a four year fifty two million, and they go up to sixty million in incentives. Um, Frank Milikin on the other hand. I think the most – he's a glue guy. So he's a guy teams will cover. Like if Frank was on the open market, somebody's throwing him 10, 10 to 12 million. That's a fact. I don't, I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if you don't like Frank. So I will offer him a three-year, 33 million. I would like to resign Mitch to like a – yeah, this, the same – Thing. Four year, fifty-two million. Go up to six. Uh, go up to sixty million in incentives. And Derrick Rose, I, I, it, it wouldn't even matter what Derrick Rose um signed for because I know that he's gonna be here the length of Tom Thibodeau's contract. So I know that, I, I, I know that um, you know Derrick Rose is gonna be here for the long haul. Project Nerd, my guy. I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Ero, I want you to put up that comment you just had up. Because I need people to be realistic. Yes. This Project Nerd, Frank, I would give a three-year, $12 million deal. Brother, that is not the market for guys like Frank. That is unrealistic, and you need to be realistic with yourself. Teams will well, cover it, Frank. Three yeah, years, $12 million, his agent is going to spit on that. <laughs> well, look around the league too, man. Look, look at all these crazy contracts they gave last summer. These mm -hmm. NBA NBA teams don't know what the hell they're doing. Look at Atlanta. You know, I, I was saying Atlanta have a lot of talent. They do have a lot of talent, but they went and signed all these guys. Uh, look at Washington. Washington with that with that other dude that um that um the European dude with the, the shoes threes and stuff. Bertans. I mean, they, they, yeah, Bertans. They signed into like that crazy contract. Yep. And now now look now look at them. They look crazy over there. Yep. You know so. You know these NBA teams are crazy, so we gotta we gotta be careful with that. You know they they could offer Frank something substantial. Now we're gonna be you know looking at ourselves like oh shit, what are we gonna do? You know, but the Knicks have excess money, man. We got sixty five, you know, you know stacks. Yeah, <laughs> you want to call a million a stack? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah, I I trust Leon Rose, and I trust Leon Rose to not he, he first of all he was um Carmelo's Carmelo Anthony's agent, um. And Leon Rose was the guy who facilitated the Carmelo Anthony trade to New York. So he's seen firsthand what these contracts do to cripple the Knicks. Like, he's seen it. So I, I, I don't expect Leon Rose to do nothing crazy. And we don't really need to. 
this team got an upside. And I, I was I was telling people today, you yeah. uh, yep, 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 yep. And I I was telling people today that look at the ages of of, of the guy of the four dudes who was in the rotation yesterday. Frank twenty is twenty two, you know. RJ twenty one. Uh you know, Obi twenty two. Randall twenty six. He's still he's still young, you know. Quickly twenty one. It's a sleeping giant over there in New York building up. Yeah, definitely. With all the different different age groups and stuff. I was just looking at looking at the chat, man. These guys are uh, really chopping up over there. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So we 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 set the table, man. We set the table. So I mean, you know, we we um we got our defensive. We we all begging for a three and D guy. So uh, there you go. Frank Nelikina is our three and D guy now. So uh, we we got rid of um, Rivers. He's, he's not in the in the equation right now. We just need a shooter. So we we actually have another guy to to look forward to in uh in Knox. So the thing is now, like like uh, it, at this trade deadline now, do we do we still do we still look to make a move? Because we still got like a month, right? So like twenty five days or so. Mm -hmm. So what what do we do? Do we do we um do we look still look to put these guys in, in trades to to uh to do something? Uh, what what are we doing here? So so, I I think Leon Rose is is a is a smooth dude, right? And I think that he's a players guy. I think that. I think that Tibbs is a player's coach, just like Randall said. So if that's the case, after we do a little move to trade Austin Rivers, because I know he's – Berman and everybody's talking about how he's on the trade block. Um, ugh, It's tough, bro. It's yeah. Tough. Well, I feel Austin Rivers' body language on the bench is kind of crazy too, because Alfred, yeah. you know, Alfred wasn't playing, you know, but Alfred was all excited and shit, and he was trying to get, he was talking to Rivers, and Rivers was just stone faced. He wasn't really like saying nothing. So I think Rivers might need to get out of here. He but, do, you know, he do, he do. If I oh, and the point I was gonna bring up, if we don't make no moves, we trade Austin Rivers. I think that Leon Rose because they they said basically, if they don't use the cap space. They'll um split the money between the roster and the players. So yeah, I think that's... That if we're, I think that if we're above five hundred. I think that Leon Rose would actually pay the players. Would would split that money between the players if we're above five hundred, and and that's something I would do because well, it helps the culture. Well, according to the rules, they got to do that though. If there's money left over at the end of the season, it just goes split evenly down the middle to to every every player on the team. Yes, that's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. Reward them. I'm not reward them. If those dudes get to the playoffs, and 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 we don't make no crazy trades, reward them. Word. Yeah, but I, I was saying that's that's an actual NBA rule though. Uh, oh nah, I, true, true, true. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. But it's a yeah. good rule. It's a good rule. It's a players' incentive rule, and I think that would be in the back of Leon Rose's head to be like, you know, maybe I could. Maybe I don't really need to do this. Maybe the players earned this money. Like maybe I could pay them a little extra. He's an agent. I'm pretty sure he he, he know the game already. Yeah, that, that's that's a good thought process too, man. Like if you don't make a move, then you got guys. Listen, I'm not gonna make a move. So we got 14 million dollars that's gonna be split to you guys. So you gotta you gotta uh, like prove to me that that you know I have moves on the table. I'm gonna trust you guys. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna get this money. You know that type of thing, and then you work hard. That, that's psychology. That's psychology right there. I get. I get right. it. Yeah, right. that, that, that's a good on way to look at it. Yeah, man. And yo, it's like Leon Rose. And you know another thing I love about Leon Rose: 
dude never talks. Yeah. <laughs> he never talks, bro. When was the last time we heard from Leon Rose? Yo, thank God, man. You know, back in the days, every, every time you look around, somebody was talking. Remember when Steve Mills had that press conference with um with Scott Perry? You know, that was embarrassing, man. Scott Yo. Perry was on the sideline like this, like, Yo. like, like, why are we doing this right now? You know what I'm saying? So he had to do it because Steve Mills was like, oh, you know, we, you know, we should be winning right now. This is embarrassing. You know, that was uh, crazy. I think I think he sold James Dolan on making the playoffs, right? And you know, as a black man, he panicked after he seen us get our get our asses kicked by uh who 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 we lost to Cleveland. It was a bad loss to Cleveland, and you know Steve Mills was probably embarrassed, and he probably said, you know, we gotta we gotta do make a statement, and you know we got so used to our, our president of basketball operations talking from the Steph Curry time. When they kept putting out reports like, oh, the Knicks is interested in Steph Curry and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. It's like, now that Leon Rose is silent, it's beautiful. And then on top of the fact, you hear stuff like um, Charles Barkley saying, man, quickly is the second best rookie right now. It, it, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I, I like yeah. what's going on here. That's key, man. You um the the, the person in charge, you don't gotta talk. That's some that's some mob bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Everyone else, <laughs> let everybody else talk. You know what I'm saying? We're we're playing good. Let Chuck let Chuck talk. Let Shaq and them guys talk. You know what I'm saying? I pay the coaches to do their job, let them do their job. I, I'm sitting here chilling. I'm I'm not even making phone calls. That's not my job. That's Scott Perry's job. You know what I'm saying? We got we got my uh, Walter Perrin also on the side there. These guys are working the phones. You know, we got we got um Worldwide West. You know, in the in the in the in the dark room in the back, you know, working the um, you know, the the freaking uh, what do you call it? you know the dark web or whatever the hell, you know, Leon Rose is like, yo, what you got for me? What, what news you got for me? You know what I'm saying? Just sitting back in the cut. That that's the way it should be, man. Cause cause when you look at it, when you look at it, it's like the Knicks is in me in so much of a perfect spot that we don't really need to trade for nobody no more. Is it yeah. what is the what is the point of us trading for somebody? Why would you mess up the chemistry of your team? If there was one thing I loved about Golden State and that mini dynasty they had was the chemistry, bro. The chemistry was beautiful. And then when KD replaced Harrison Barnes, yes, they was unbeatable. That was one of the softest moves in NBA history. But the chemistry was off. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like it was beautiful to watch, but the chemistry was off. You know, in interviews, you got Andre Eagle Dollar like, oh, you know, why would I go to another place besides Golden State? And KD's sitting over there with the stink face and all that. It's chemistry. I don't want to break up this team. I'm bringing Zach Levine in. Now RJ getting less touches, and I'm complaining. Nah, man. Nah, let these dudes grow. Let them grow. Yeah, you got to be careful bringing another Eagle in here. You know, you bring a guy in here that there's some that's too full of himself, thinking he's supposed to get touches, or you know, maybe some of the guys here think they're leaders and they, you know, they just don't get along. You know, they, you know, stepping on each other's toes. We definitely got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, shout out, shout out to to this guy Johnny Bryant. You know, Johnny Bryant is the one that's really kind of in control of the guard play and stuff. You know, so you know, a lot's been said about Kenny Payne and stuff like that. But um, when when the stuff is going crazy, you see Johnny Bryant there right next to. Um, Tibbs, you know, yelling, you know, kind of directing and pointing at different stuff too, man. So he's definitely uh, a big, big factor in this whole thing. It's funny. 
because now that you bring up Johnny Bryan, and I thought about it, you know, every time when one of the guards go to the bench, Johnny Bryan is in their ear. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, Johnny Bryan, he came from Utah, right? And he also had another guy, foreign guy, that he worked with. And that was Dante Exum, right? Hmm. And they tried to play Exum just like how they're playing Frank now. And Exum had got hurt. So I'm wondering if Johnny Bryant laid down the floor plan for Tibbs and then Tibbs is following through with the floor plan. Because let's be real, Alfred Prayton don't got no hammy. He don't got no hammy, bro. <laughs> yo, no we, we, we were talking about that at the halftime show. It's like, yo, I didn't see him. I didn't see him fall. He was running nice and good. He wasn't holding himself. He wasn't walking up the court gingerly. You know what I'm saying? We watch him. You know, guys like Noah. Noah's definitely hurt. He's playing hurt right now. Uh, yeah, Ty yeah. Gibson's playing hurt. Definitely yeah. playing hurt. Uh, you know, uh, what, what's the name? Um, Mitch. Mitch I hurt himself, I think, like in the beginning of the year, but he never missed the game up until now. He's been a warrior. But, um, you know, Alfred Payton, he's been smooth all all year, man. So, you know, you can't you can't fool, fool a bullshitter, man. You can't get a bullshitter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these fake injuries, man. Leon Rose, is, he, the way he's playing this game is so beautiful. You can't get mad. <laughs> yeah, you can't get mad. Can't get well, mad. Yeah, shout out to Alfred too, man. Because I mean, the the way that his mannerism on the on the bench, he was jumping up and down like like you said, he wasn't hurt. But the thing is, like like, like he he um he uh willingly, you know, if you want to say he wasn't hurt, he willingly gave up his spot, you know, for the betterment of the team, you know. And then maybe, like, maybe. like yeah, go ahead. Nah, nah, I was gonna say um maybe Tibbs had that talk with him. Because, you know, Tibbs, you know, all the players usually say, you know, Tibbs is easy to talk to. He gives you a plan. He tells you what's going on. So maybe Tibbs probably told him. And that's the respect that Tibbs get. That's This is why I'm loving Tibbs even more. Yeah. Well, they, they were saying also that that um, Austin Rivers, he already knew that that they were trying to get Derrick Rose, and, and you know, already. They was been trying to get him. So maybe this, this might just be like uh, the great plan. The plan that they had all along that they were going to try to get, you know, Derrick Rose here at, at, a, at some point. They went and got him. And then, um, you know, because they were giving guys a chance. They were giving DSJ and all these guys a chance to show what they got. So right. DSJ had his chance. They got rid of him and brought Derrick Rose over, man. Uh, Frank has obviously been working because he came in ready to play his first game back. Fact. You know, so so this might all just be like like a grand um, plan here. Alfred, you, you, you hold us down for now. You know what I'm saying? We, we set the offense up. This is how we want to play. We, uh, you play right now, and then once we get Derrick Rose, there's, there'll be an opportunity when we start to shift. And, you know, we're still going to need him, you know, because uh, Derrick, somebody somebody said in the, in the chat, um, Derrick Rose is always hurt, you know, yeah, so yeah. you're going to need Alfred Payton sitting on the bench ready to play. Facts. I'm not, listen, like, let, let's be let's be honest. I'm going to be honest because, like I said before, like I'm very emotional when it comes to the Knicks sometimes. Alfred Payton is not a trash basketball player. He's not horrible. He's not some, he's not moody, right? Right. But at the same time, it comes to a point where it's like, he just doesn't fit what we're trying to do. So there's nothing against him. It's just, this is the second time. What I said to you at the half, to you and, 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 and Sim, shout out to OG Sim, because I said to Sim, we're going to score more than 120. 
And Sim looked at you know, he said, he like, I don't know. Stay yeah, there. I don't know. I don't know, yo. I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that joint right there. <laughs> and, and, and look, we scored 140. So. Yeah, I couldn't I believe that. That, that was crazy. That yo, was crazy, though. <laughs> I, I've never seen. I think the last time the Knicks scored 140 in a regular season game is 1988. <laughs> the freaking cracker and shit. That's the last time they scored that many points. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's it's crazy because I mean, Emmanuel quickly. I think he scored what like twenty five points in like twenty two minutes or whatever. So like our leading scorer they didn't even play a lot of the game, and we still was able to manage that forty that one forty. You know. And and, and t- you know what else, man? We Sims is so cool, bro. Like I. I know sometimes, like, I be ragging on him, but – and and other days he, he does things that I don't like. Other days he does things that I like. The one thing that – I don't even know if you peep this, but he – remember – See it all. To, towards the <laughs> – remember <laughs> towards the, the all-star teams, right, before they was announced, a week before, Tibbs was playing Randall 40 minutes a game, right? So yeah. we were complaining. We're like, yo, come on, man. You, you overplaying Randall. But he was actually overplaying him just to make sure Randall could make the All-Star game. Then once that was announced, yesterday's game, he plays 10 players over 10 minutes. Tibbs, goddamn you. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, out of nowhere, like, to, just to add on to that, out of nowhere, like, he was playing a short, tight rotation, you know, like eight. Seven, you know, seven, eight guys. He was playing real tight. If he did play somebody, they play like a minute. But then out of nowhere, it, it was like a shift. One one game he only played eight. The next game, all of a sudden, we got a ten of uh, ten uh, man bench now. All of a sudden, and then that ten man bench never went away. We kept on um, doing the same thing, keeping a ten man bench. So, like I said, um, Tom Thibodeau might actually be using this um season as like this grand extended uh you know uh what do you, what do you call it? training camp. Because right. right now we are getting into meat and potatoes. The NBA screwed us with that um with that new schedule, man. So maybe all of this is just to prepare us for, you know, what's to come. Yeah, yeah, and and Thibodeau rotations, like people were saying, you know, Thibodeau he gonna run the dudes into the ground and this that and third. Thibodeau learned his lesson, yeah. He, this is not the same Thibodeau that was in Chicago or Minnesota. I'm telling people that right now. And I watched both teams he coached. Yeah, this is not the same. Um, but I need to know, like, do 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 Nick Nation? Do we really, really, really want to make the playoffs that bad this year? Like, is is it a must go to the playoffs? If we win, if we beat Indiana, is it we must go to the playoffs times now? Yeah, I think I, I think so. I think I think we must win the playoffs because it, it's the same way we're making um you know strides in season. You know, I, I love I love the fact that the guy, you know, our, our homegrown players are stepping up. Everything is working out beautifully, man. But and right now, even even with us having our problems throughout the season, we're in the playoffs. You know, we, we haven't uh, fell out the playoffs really too much this whole this whole year. Right now, it, like like if if we beat Indiana, we'll be like in fourth place. You know, yep. yeah, we'll be like right in fourth place if if we beat Indiana, man. So that's crazy, man. So if they if they can continue continue that. You know, and stay in that position. Then you know, playoffs is is, is playoffs is a bust because like look, look at nationally, we got Charles Barkley speaking you know highly of our players. You know, which never happens. You know, uh, we, we still got the same jackass. You know, the jackasses making fun of us on, on TV and stuff. But like the ones that that traditionally 
have um really talked bad about us, really just talking basketball. You know, um, then, um, you Charles Barkley, Knicks are terrible. They're terrible. Now he's saying, you know, actually singling now players of you know, um, uh, coming going to war for Julius Randle for the All Star team and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, it just it just changes the narrative around the around the league. Uh, you know, the casual fans they see Charles Barkley talking about it, and that changes their mind immediately as soon as somebody that knows what they're talking about starts speaking highly of the Knicks. Now all of a sudden, now they they have it in their mind. Oh yeah, the Knicks are good now. You know what I'm saying? So it just changes the thing. So like if we do make the playoffs and um now not just make it and get swept in the first round, if you get there and really bang, you know, that that like it's just gonna set the table for for the future. You know, um, you know, the teams, players, everybody in the world is gonna know that the Knicks are back, man. So this is definitely definitely very important in my opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. And you know, I understand that it's no superstar free agents and free agency in the next three years. And um I understand that if we make a trade for a guy that we're going to have to gut the roster. So, first of all, shout outs to Julius Randle because he's the first free agent I've seen in my lifetime come to the Knicks and he actually produces. <laughs> he yeah, Jerome James, you know? So, uh, so it starts with Randle coming here. Then you got to think, like, okay, it's no superstar free agents in the next three years. How the hell are we going to build this? from the ground up drafting well developing well and understanding the market yeah we're doing all of those things correctly now what tibbs gotta do now this is a this is a this is a uh what what how am i how am i gonna rate this first season for tibbs this is a uh rebuilding season for tibbs right He's getting his, his system acclimated. He's getting everything together. I think next season, first of all, next season, I, I would like for RJ to become an all-star. I think first and foremost, I think it's time. I, I, I don't want to wait until year four and I got to, no. Because next season, let's say if we do make the playoffs, it's an 82-game season? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what, the, what these guys are going to do. This year is 72, but I don't. next year I, we, we might just go back to 82. So if it's 82 games next season, minimum, minimum, I want 50 wins. Minimum. You're the man, man. You're the man. You're the man. Thibodeau won 45-plus games with Kirk Heimer, and he won 50 games, I think, with Keith Bogans. And he can't give me 50 wins with this team? Come on, Dahar. Come on. I'm with it. You know, 40, 48, 50 wins. That, that should that should be the goal for um, you know, record-wise, that should be the goal for next year, you know. But you know, I think I think just the way the way that we've been playing it and the trajectory and the way that things have been molding around, not just not just on the court, but just off the court too with the coaching and and the front shout out to the front office too, because these, these guys, you know, we, we brought them in from OKC, you know, uh Brooklyn, uh, you know, Cleveland. Uh, Houston, all these different places that, that we um, that we brought um, these guys from. These guys are the unsung heroes too, because like you know, the, you said Leon Rose is not talking. He don't need to. He got all these guys, you know, that are super skilled. These guys are not retards like the guys we've had before. Because I mean, all these different coaches that we that we've had before, we never could name them because they were just in the shadows. They were they were just um Dolan's henchmen. You know, now we have real basketball minds in the in the office. So this is you know this is this is a, a beautiful this is just a, a beautiful uh you know. Like 
I can't I can't even describe it. It's just all you know, like a, a pot mixing together, and you know it's it's gonna it's gonna get good soon, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna get really really good. It's and you know what else? What else people gotta really love about this team? We playing with house money. We, this is just straight house money. Like it's not no, like we don't got no pressure on us. Nobody expected for us to go to any type of playoffs. Nobody expected for us to make no type of noise. People actually expected us to win 22 games this season. Um, I, I forgot where I've seen that at, but people yeah. really expected us to win 22 games. And that's disrespectful. So we already got 16 of them. So we about to crack the 21 wins anyway, 22 wins anyway. This is why my expectation for next season is going to be so high. We found the young core, bro. I don't think we need yeah. another lottery pick. I think I think we found the young core. We got the young pieces in place. We don't. Well, we unlocked them. Crazy moves, huh? They unlocked them. The our, our staff un unlocked these guys. Julius Randle yeah. got you got him right. Frank, you know that one. Like 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 um, when guys play, you see them for the first time. It doesn't have to be NBA play. Anybody, you can say, oh, that kid could play. You know, or, or you can play. You know, yeah. all you got to do is see him play one time. And, and now Frank, everything that we that we ever wanted him to do. That, that first game, the decisiveness, that's the word I wanted to use before. The same way Derrick Rose brought in that uh, that decisiveness, you know, in the, in the manner in which the Heat just makes a play. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, Frank was on it too, man. So this is something that's going contagious around the roster, man. So, you know, it's, it's incredible, man. I'm just excited, man. I'm very happy that, that this is happening. I mean, we freaking deserve it, man. Yeah. We definitely deserve it. Yeah. I, I think the last time the Knicks was above 500, and the NBA season was, I think it was seven years ago, possibly. I think it's about yeah. seven years ago, and that's a long time from now. So, I, I'm taking everything in stride, man. I don't. I'm hoping nobody else get hurt, and we could we could just stay consistent upon what we're doing. I just hope we could keep scoring. Yeah. That's one thing we definitely need to invest something just to try to get that score. Somebody that that um that could be better than than Reggie Bullock, like you said that Knox. You know now that with that Frank stepped up and did that, like like you're hoping that that Knox could do the same thing. But you know at the same time we we have we have assets that we, that we can um put together to try to pry somebody away, man. To just to, to like really truly um help us, you know, to make noise in these playoffs, man. They, they won't mess up the future. We don't want to mess up the future, definitely. Yeah. You, you see the screen though, right? DSJ yes, just got a poster. They said, "Yes, um, yeah. shout out to DSJ, man. I, I, like I said all the time, bro. Like DSJ really got me mad when he really ignored Frank. Like ignored Frank. The crowd was was chanting, we want Frank, and he ignored him and then dap him up. I didn't respect DSJ after that. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. So, uh, kudos to him. I hope he can succeed and." I hope he could do better in his new situation. This is something I wanted to say to you. Now it came to my brain. It just boom, 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 boom. Stay. Oh, boom, shit. Boom. Yesterday's game. Was you listening to the crowd? Yeah, I love the crowd, man. I love the crowd. They, they like they they must have the microphone, you know, up on on certain people, man. They were saying everything. They were saying everything that we were saying. Hey, go ahead, go ahead. What, you, you um you have something specific that jumped out at you? Yeah. Three things specifically jumped at me. They shouted, "We want Knox." That that was the first. I said, "Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know Nick Nation loved Knox like that." So they shouted, <laughs> "We want Knox." 
I heard it early. We want quickly. I heard we want quickly like late in the first. And yeah. then as soon, as soon as the crowd said we want quickly, what do Tibbs do? Subs them right in. <laughs> I say, yo, Tibbs, you got it. Then yeah. when the crowd was saying we want Knox, and remember we was up like we was up like 20, we was up like 20. Crowd saying we want Knox. Tibbs put Knox right in. And then the, the thing that I love what Alec Burke did, even though Alec Burke went straight Clay Thompson in the fourth, he let Knox shoot the ball for a three and he made it. So I was like, yo, I'm good for the, I'm good for this game. I like what they did. I I like that the fans is really in the game. And and those boys need that. Obi Toppin needs fans. He can't play without fans. O, Obi needs yeah, that. He's athlete. definitely an energy guy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That that dunk that he had, once once he got it, you could see that he was pulsating. After that, you could see like mm-hmm. like the energy coming out of him. Yeah, yeah. And yo, speaking know, of which, man, did, did, can you see this video here of Dennis Smith? I know it's a little choppy. Oh yeah, De- Dennis Smith. Yeah. Dennis Smith just banged in on, on somebody, man. That shit was that shit was. But I mean, he does that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like like, like you said, that. kudos. Yeah, kudos, kudos to him, man. Hopefully, he has a great career. He's on my fantasy team and stuff, so you know, whatever. <laughs> keep on, keep just, on doing your yeah, thing, Dennis. Man. Yeah, bro, he's only doing that because <laughs> because dude wanted like DSJ is an emotional guy. Like dude was pouting and then asked to go to the G League, aka I want to get traded because the Knicks would not start him. Like. I, I don't know. I don't know you, man. This yeah, that, that that was always my issue. That the, the sense of entitlement in some of these players, even Frank, like every time they talk about him, he's oh yeah, I'm learning, I'm getting better, I'm learning and getting better. To me, that was driving me crazy because I mean, like you know, it's not about learning and getting better. Come on, man, we gotta we gotta like play basketball. Like we're learning, Bro. learning, getting better, learning, getting better. You know, when are you gonna? When is that gonna happen? Because I mean, he, he you know, he's the longest tenured Nick, but he also has like like a lot of pro experience. He he started playing ball. Come on, come on. I want to say when he was like 16 or so. You know, playing playing ball in France and stuff. So he had experience. So all that stuff. See, I mean, you know, we know the story now. The thing with Frank, he just needed somebody to um to give him a role. You know, yeah. show him how to be a pro. Nobody yeah. really did that for him. So, you know, Frank is one of those guys, and I think you said this. I think um, you know, Sim has said this. Frank is one of those guys who needs structure. He's one of he's just one of those dudes who needs structure. He don't need you, you need to tell him, look, you're gonna be here, here, and here. And this is what I want you to do. When you come across the screen, I want you to hedge the screen. Or or I want you to double team. I want you to communicate. And it was, it was beautiful to see. And a guy like Frank protects Obi. And he protects quickly. You need guys like this. You need guys like this. Greenhouse, you know state don't always. Yeah, I was I was waiting. I'm looking at it, man. I see Greenhouse sitting here talking. <laughs> he's coming, he's coming at you. You you know, Greenhouse, you know how you know how I do, man. You know I'm emotional. I, I tell everybody this all the time. I'm emotional when it comes to the Knicks. First, first it was it, it was Randall. Not Randall on my good side. It, it, it took it took a minute, but Randall's on my good side. So now it's like Alfred Payton, dudes are trying to get me to love him. No. <laughs> like that's that's where I draw the line, man. I gotta I gotta draw the line, man. You know what do you think about that one? Um Randall, you, you know, Randall can't he can't be the most improved player. 
I'm gonna tell you why. Because his numbers from last year to this year, as far as counting stats wise, is a little bit better. But the percentages is way better. But Jeremy Grant had the bigger leap. Like Grant, yo, I think I think we do a disservice by not allowing Jeremy Grant to win that award. Even though Randall is playing out of his mind, putting up Larry Bird numbers, I think respectfully, I, I think I would give that award to Jeremy Grant. But I would love for Randall to win that too. Hey, if he win it, I would love for him to win it too. You know. Yeah, you definitely got to give um, Grant his, his respect because, I mean, last year, up until now, he's just been a fringe role player. You know, mm-hmm. somebody that you don't even think you can get a bucket from. And now in Detroit, he's just scoring like he's scoring like he's been doing that, man. So they, that's definitely um, something for him. But, yo, uh, with, with the injuries in the All-Star game to Durant and stuff, uh, there's a possibility that Julius Randle could be the starter in the freaking All-Star game. Isn't that crazy? From from a guy that we wanted to trade, that every I don't care what nobody say. Every Knicks fan wanted to trade Julius Randle at the beginning of the Fisdale year. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know that 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 tone did change. You know, throughout the year, you know, or whatever. But and, but at the beginning of the year, when we got Obi Toppin, you know, Julius Randle was on the block right right off the bat. We go from all of that to Julius Randle's about to start in the freaking NBA All Star game. Like, that is crazy. I I don't even know. See, I'm I I, I don't even know how to explain the season. Like I, I did not accept it. When I first said to when I first said to, to people that listen to my podcast and I and I put out the predictions that I had for this season, I said we're gonna play 500 ball. Knowing back knowing in the back of my mind, I'm like, damn state, you lying, but but you gotta you gotta be optimistic. Like you gotta be optimistic. My optimism came from us hiring Thibodeau. It had nothing to do with the roster because I felt like the roster was still bad. So for me to sit here and I'm looking at a 16-17, we top five in defense, top five in field percentage defense, top five in field percentage defense. I, I don't know what to say. I'm shocked. I, Randall Whaley, E. Crow, and I keep telling people every time I talk about Randall, I was wrong. I, I, <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, I'm waiting for the for the um the fairy godmother to take up powers back. I'm waiting for the clock to strike midnight, and then you know the pumpkin, you know the the carries turn back into the pumpkin and all that other stuff, man. But that's that's what I'm waiting for. But they they just uh, announced. He said um, we said he thought they announced they uh, that that Tatum is gonna be the starter. You know, I, I don't I don't re- I don't respect the fact that Tatum and 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 um what's the other guy this on um that made the All Star team? I keep forgetting the other guy's name. Jacob Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown, right? I don't, I don't respect the fact that both of these guys are in the All-Star team because I feel like my, my man um, uh, uh, Tobias Harris should have made it. Because, I mean, they're, they're um, the East-leading uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Tobias should be, if they're going to have two All-Stars on one team, it should be um, Philly, not freaking Boston. We about to pass Boston, you know, if, if the Knicks keep winning. If the Knicks um, finish out the last six games of the first half of the season, we, um, we potentially could, could, um, could um, be above Boston. So it's crazy. Right. 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 Um, Boston, see, here's the thing. Um, Boston, I think it's just a popularity contest, you know. Um, Boston, mm-hmm. like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is having an excellent season. But the yeah. issue is they have a worse record than we do. So if Jason Tatum gets the nod over, I know, I know, bro, that's why that's why I had status on the longest. Break of all time, 
Steven, uh, uh, what's their coach name? Um, it doesn't even matter. It yeah, looks it don't like matter. the team is tuning him out. Brad Stevens, boom. It looks Brad. like the team mm-hmm. is tuning Brad Stevens out. And they look bad. And on top of the fact, Eru, when you miss on draft picks, you know, they drafted 14 back-to-back years, right? Both draft picks in the draft bus. And then... I'm seeing a lineup, and I got you got Kemba out there, you got Kemba walk out there with Peyton Pritchard. And I'm like, with Grant Williams. I'm like, yeah, that's that ain't no talent. I mean, shout out to Kemba Walker, the Millbank legend, 116th in, in Lennox, between Lennox and Fifth Avenue. You know, he used to come to the he used to come to the hood and, and play King Dome on 115th in Lennox, uh, um, Rucker Park on 155th, and A Dykeman. Over there uptown, you take the A train straight to Dykeman. And Kimball is cool. He's a legend. But their team sucks. And and, and I like this. Randall is, should be starting. He should be starting. So that's blasphemous if he don't start. Yeah, a little little bit um little bit choppy on your on your end with the with the audio. I hope, I hope mine's is not messed up. Yeah, but um what what you're saying about Boston, you're right, man. But I mean Boston right now, you know, I you know uh, respectfully, fuck Boston. You know what I'm saying, but you know, uh, Boston they they kind of need to to like reset their roster. I feel like they need to get rid of Kemba. They got to do something with Kemba, man. Kem- trade Kemba, maybe um mix up some of those other guys to try to get their get their team better. Because I mean, you know, they they just they're just not it anymore. You know, I, like I don't believe them playing that hero ball. You know, that's why I'm glad the Knicks didn't go that route and we're, we're building um through Tibbs playing team basketball defense and stuff like that. You know, so um, you know, we, we're actually doing it the right way. And, you know, thank God that we're not in a position like Boston, where where they 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 um they just like treading water. They don't know what to do next. Yeah, and, and you know, Boston they had a couple of chances. You know, Boston had a chance to trade for Kawhi. They didn't do it. Boston had a chance to trade for Anthony Davis. They didn't do it. So yes, respectfully, fuck Boston. Um, Danny Age can kick rocks and um. I kind of, I kind of don't have respect for Danny Ainge. Um, this is the same guy who let Isaiah Thomas play on the day that his sister passed away, and you trade him after that, and you don't even pay him. So the, the dude lost out on a hundred million. You trade him after he played on the sister, on the night his sister died on a bum hip, bum hip. I don't, I, I don't. Have a respect Danny Ainge for that. Well, I mean, you know, Danny Ainge got a history of being a fucking dick, man. So, you know, Danny Ainge is who he is, man. But um, you know, this is you know, this is the Die Knicks podcast. So, you know, like 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 I said before, man, I respectfully say fuck fuck Boston. You know, I think everybody you know feels the same. I wish I had my I got a t-shirt here. I got a t-shirt that says Boston Sorks CAC. You know, so I feel like I I I have bought the um the shirt like right around when um the Boston uh, marathon um incident happened. So I had it in my thing. So I mean, I can I can't I can't wear it. But I mean, now you know time is passing. So, uh, you know, if we if we make it to the playoffs, let's say we get into the middle and we play that first round against Boston, that shirt's coming out. 
<laughs> you know, because we got to get that energy popping again, how we used to be. And we, when, when we play certain teams, we got to just, you know, we got to start game banging again. It, time is now. It's certain teams, certain teams don't want to see the Knicks first round. I'm telling people. Matter of fact, shout out to my man, Uncle Freeze. Because I was having an argument on, on his um, on his channel last night. And Uncle Freeze, I love you, OG. They had a Nets fan come on, come on in. Oh my God. So this Nets fan just berating us, you know. When the last time the Knicks made playoffs and, and this had the third and, and we got three superstar scorers and blah 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 blah. So I'm I'm like, okay. Um the Nets just traded eight first round picks for a guy. I lost $300 because he decides to shoot two for 11 in a playoff game or in, in a playoff elimination game in James Harden, who's been a bum in every single playoffs for the last six years. Then you got another guy, this seven foot cupcake in Kevin Durant. Then you got Kuku Kyrie. So it's like, I like the Knicks' chances against anybody, and I like our upside against anybody in the first round. I actually want us to play the Nets in the first round. I, I really want to play. I really want to play the Nets first round because I really want to see if they can live up to that pressure. Because I already seen Frank. I, I already seen Frank what he did against Team USA. So I, I'm confident. I like that matchup. Okay, you got Thanos. Okay, I got a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Like yeah, but I kind I kind of don't want to see Boston first. I kind of want to live a little bit, and then you know, and just prepare for that because if we do play um the Brooklyn in the playoffs, I am gang banging out there. You know, like last year for the home opener, I brought a flag. I had a flag on Flatbush Avenue, freaking big Knicks flag, whatever. We was passing it around. We was in the streets acting crazy. So if it goes down, man, we we going we going crazy out there, man. Because I mean. That, that's another. I, there's a, a coworker I've been working with him all week this week, right? He's um he's from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn too. And he's like, yo man, how how come how come um you know people from Brooklyn don't like Brooklyn? And then he was going on about the whole thing about how you know same thing like you said like like with the um oh we got all these scorers and this that and the other blah blah. blah. I said okay cool man, but it's like that that's not what fandom is about. I'm from Brooklyn. You know, I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. I say it all day long. It's in my name, E Root Any Star. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not afraid to walk the streets of Brooklyn. I'm not afraid to to walk and talk my shit about the Knicks, you know, against Nick against um um Brooklyn fans, because that's that's where I'm from. You know, so so that that's like a whole different thing. But that has nothing to do with um, with the fact that, that I'm a fan of, of the Knicks. I would like to be a fan of Brooklyn, of the Brooklyn Nets, but their fans and, and the energy around it, they make it um, so that that we can't even be fans of that team, you know, because they they they're the one that created that freaking divide. Because um, New York don't get divided, you know what I'm saying? It's these fake um fake um gentrified team that they drag from the swamps of of, of Jersey are the ones that created that divide. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I'm from Brooklyn all day, man, but I'm a real recognized real too, man. I, you can see that Brooklyn is not it's just not a real team. It's a gen it's a gentrified team. Knicks, Nick fans go back generations, like this, like this go back decades, <laughs> like even, even yes, even today you see on the, the front newspaper, you see a big Knicks icon, but at the bottom it goes that's one eight straight. 
Yeah, because I mean they're, they're irrelevant. We, we talk about like the real true um, um, Brooklyn Nets fans are, are like the Asians down in freaking like I forgot what what area that that is. The um the, the ones that are down on the F train in Brooklyn, those are the real um um Brooklyn Nets fans because the resurgence of, of that air of that neighborhood came you know came along around when Boston I mean skin not Boston when um when Brooklyn came from New Jersey. So those guys were raised um, um, Nets fans. So when they come out to the games, if you look in the audience, you see a lot of Asian fans. It's not They're not from overseas. They're from here. They're Brooklynites. You know what I'm saying? So those are the true, um, you know, uh, real diehard uh, Brooklyn Nets fans, man. So respect to them. You know what I'm saying? Because I see, I see you guys out there. I respect guys that um that have a story. You know that that's the reason why you're a Nets fan. But just because I'm from Brooklyn, don't mean I'm automatically supposed to jump on everything that that um somebody puts a Brooklyn um sticker on. They put Kuji in the jersey, and I'm supposed to be like, oh, yo, they made Brooklyn now. That's that shit is all so fake. It's unbelievable, man. And see, and see. I'm looking. I'm looking at the chat right now from a um, computer screen. I, I see my guy Allah Wise. You know, he was. He, he said, "Yo, state. I'm glad you told her to, to dip." And rightfully so, bro. Eru, like you can't let somebody come in your crib, open your fridge like they grub man, and get your collard greens and start cooking on your stove with just his briefs on. Like you don't let people yeah. come in your. Crib. So I'm. I'm like, yo. What's going on here? Like you a you a next and next? Oh, she like well, I used to love the next, but now I'm a next. So what are you doing here on the next on the next at night? What what are we doing? It was a female. It was a female. Yeah, it was a female. So what? Females at the barbershop. Oh. If you want to join in the conversation, you gonna have to join in the conversation. Get aggressive too. Yeah, man, you want to get in a conversation, you're in a barbershop, you strip you on your ball and rip you ball head, you know, ball headed, you know what I'm saying? You're in the right place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to shout out to Brownsville, man. All respect due to everybody in Brownsville out of what no problems. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, but it's, it's little stuff like that. And I'm trying to tell people like, yo, the Knicks is so we so we in a great spot. We probably in the best spot in the NBA right now. Because if we get to the playoffs as a top four seed with 50-something million, I, I would like for World Wide West to call Kawhi. Like, I would like for him to call him just to see, like, yo, Kawhi, uh, we got a, a small forward spot for you, brother. If you want to, you know, you can come over and chill. You could, you know, we could, you could, um, you could rest some games because we got some young boys. You could rest some games, but we could we're gonna make sure you good for the playoffs. We're gonna make sure you good. But besides I think that's what's gonna happen though. It is, but I don't mind it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it if we if we got Kawhi, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, Ka Kawhi. They they were saying I, I know I know a Clippers fan. They were saying that um that Kawhi got his own room to stretch. You know he got his own personal stuff in 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 the Clippers. That's why they, they had that big falling out, and they, you know they weren't really focused in the playoffs last year because Kawhi kind of was like you know kind of almost diva ish, but he don't act like a diva. You know, but I'm saying, but he does diva stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that we gotta we gotta just be ready for when when we get one of these stars. Because I mean, you look at Harden. Harden is a is a diva. Uh, Kyrie's a diva. Durant's a diva. All all these guys that they're making this big time money. These guys are egomaniacs, man. So, uh, you know, we, we're building everything from from within, which is great. But if we do call on somebody like a choir or whatever, which I which I'll be down for, we just gotta be ready for that diva shit. You know? Nah, 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 nah. This is why. I love Love Leon Rose. 
Nobody going to come over and big dog the big dog. Like, you can't come to New York no more and be like, well, I want a private jet and I want this down. No. No. He got Worldwide West and Leon Rose. None of that big dog. No, I want you to trade for this play. No. And you think, ew, let me ask you a question. You think, <laughs> you think Kawhi go come here with Tom Thibodeau as the coach and call any type of shots? <laughs> nah, I don't, that ain't happening. Yo, oh, Tip, Tip it was crazy. Tip it was square up with him. You heard yo, that? Tip it was square up with him. Yo, bro, I remember the game. Who was it? Jay Crowder was talking to Tip it. was like this. I'm like, oh, I got coaches crunchy. Yeah. One of I, I I had it I had it and you know see I got I got this like video in the background that's on Tom Thibodeau saying that um stop playing soft. There was another one where where he was talking to a player and he was like saying f you and what well, I'll meet you in the back like he was saying telling the player that I I'll meet you in the back. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the type of dude that that we have, man. So we we in the right place, yeah, man. We got the, we got everything is going good, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to just stay the course. Don't do no dumb trades. I'm good on a Zach Levine trade, like I said before. I'm good on a Bradley Bill trade. I'm good on I'm good on cutting the roster. I don't want none of that to happen. I think all of that is stupid. Resign Mitch to a value deal. Resign Frank, your glue guy, your Swiss Army knife, who don't need the ball to be effective. Resign them dudes. And keep this shit going. Because that's how you win championships. You don't win championships without chemistry. Now, keep telling people that if you do one of these big trades and your team don't got no chemistry, mess up your team like that. Yeah, chemistry all around. All around chemistry. Start from up top. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah. way down to the water boy. You know, all the way down to the water boy. Down to the fan base too, man. Shout out to us. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you guys for, for, for tuning in. But, yo, the energy that we keep amongst fans and stuff throughout the podcasters, the content creators and stuff like that, all this energy that, that we're building up, this all counts to, to this whole big thing. Everybody has to be on the same page, man. We all we all going to um gonna break out together, man. So just um everybody stay the course. Nobody, nobody freaking lose their shit. You know what I'm saying? We're just... Um, We'll, we'll we all get there together, man. But we, we all have to be, be you know be patient and stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's just gonna take some time, though. It'll probably be it probably take like two years. Uh for Yo, us. Yeah, man. To... At at this rate, maybe by the in the next month, the way things have been going this season, right? We we made so many milestones this year. It's crazy, man. We you know, we might we might end up winning the championship this year, the way the way things are going, you know. Wait, hold on, hold on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Now, I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks get to the playoffs and they win a first round series. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Mavericks don't make the playoffs and the Knicks get their lottery pick and they got a top five pick. I wouldn't be surprised. Anything can happen this year. But I think it will something will go our way because when you play the game the right way and you don't lose on purpose, the NBA guys always bless you. Like you always gonna get blessed as long as you you play the right way. You don't tank and you don't you know try to cheat the game. 
you always get blessed. So something positive is going to happen. I just don't know what it is. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, we got Allah Wise, man. Shout out to Allah Wise. You've been, you've been um, contributing to the chat and stuff. But he said this team is coming together like 99. It's very possible, man. We still got 25 days or so to, for the trade deadline. So, I mean, we don't, like I said, we don't got to get Bill. Somebody's mentioning Bill right now. Like, nah. it doesn't have to be Bill. Uh, right now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that Frank Nilakina did what he did the last game. And I'm, excuse me, sorry about that. But I mean, like, you know, like Frank has a habit of playing good one game, not playing good the next game. So if he gets called again for this next game and he puts a string of games together where this is like, this is really going to be Frank Nilakina every game, then um, then now we can set the table now and start looking for, for that next piece, man. So, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's just great, man. So, like, if, if we're able to, to like, Let's say let's say use a, a first round draft pick or something like that, or maybe a little bit of cash space or something. Squeeze you know sprinkle it together just to pull somebody just just to um to bench a bullock, you know, and um to, to upgrade that position. Then we we could very much be like the '99 Knicks because I'm not afraid of nobody in the East. Nobody. The only team that I'm afraid of is Brooklyn because of the firepower. But if we if we bring the um the the game uh, down to the way we play, um you control the pace, let the guys do what they do. And then to have that extra firepower from that trade that we make, we could beat a team like Brooklyn. Yo, you know, you know who's the perfect fit for this team, bro? Like, and the more that I watch this team, I'm like, yo, I hope the Knicks offer him a contract. We can really use Lonzo Ball, bro. Oh, like, my God, Lonzo Ball. We can really, nah, man. Nah, man. It's a reason why, man. When you when you looking at the team, even the stats show it. Lonzo Ball is ranked top five in the NBA. He's a top five NBA defender right now, ranked. So I think we could really use Lonzo Ball. That's one of those dudes that I think we could really use, bro. Is Lonzo? That's probably my number one guy that I would like for for us to um grab this season is Lonzo Ball. Now that as long as we keep playing like this. Grab Lonzo, resign Frank, resign Mitch. Now you got now you got a couple of defenders there. You got some ball movers there. Now you now you cooking with some. Now you cooking with some. Now, now you got a guy who could throw lobs to Mitch, activate him real quick. So it it's it's going. It's something nice to see, bro. No, <laughs> I'm not. You know, I, I like. I mean. I'm not gonna say Lonzo was trash, man, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really a fan of Lonzo, man. I, I like, like, um, I, I rather, I rather would keep the guys we have rather than than waste money on 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 Lonzo Ball. I mean, but you know, I, I you know, I, I'll, I'll just give you this though. He he still has a chance to to take it to the next level, you know. So I will give him that. But you know, we will have to be careful not to like like overpay that guy because just from his name alone, that that dude is gonna be you know, twenty million. 20 million, yeah. definitely not 15. They, he gonna be looking at like 20 million Who? a year. Alonzo Ball. Nah. I mean, not not from not for me specifically from these crazy ass um you know NBA execs out there, man. They they just giving money away like it ain't nothing. So so why would why would Lonzo, a guy who's already rich, he's rich as hell already. With a, before he even got his NBA contract, he was rich. Why would he take twenty million to go to a situation where he's not going to be winning as much? For because it's twenty million. <laughs> I mean, but he's rich already. He's rich. You don't need. They're all the rich, man. When it comes down to it, they're all the rich. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I don't know.
But yo, man, I want to I want to ask you a question. We've been doing this um podcast for like an hour now, and I want to know how many times did you did you do this? You, you did it once in the beginning. I didn't uh, see you do it again, but I see you walking all over the all over the place. You know, stepping all over the the uh, the. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're stepping all over all kind of like uh baby juices and everything that you did you got going on all over there you know what i'm saying yeah and for those that don't know uh you know state is, is a is a baby doctor he delivers babies so he, he's yeah, in he's right. in, the, in the knicks ward of the hospital so he's delivering yeah. new knicks fans every night that's that's why he's right right now he's waiting for a woman right now to to, to, uh, to come out of labor <laughs> I wish I I wish I did that, man. But nah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that, that's why you throwing around twenty million dollars like it ain't nothing. Oh, he's already rich, man, because you, you got money too. Nah, you know I didn't say twenty million. I didn't say I would pay him twenty million. <laughs> Lonzo Ball, hell no. I would pay yeah. him like. Hmm, that's tough. Um, I I think the most I would pay Lonzo is probably, damn. 16 million. It, 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 20? That's tough. That's tough. That's it. That's too much. Yeah. All of it is too much, man. I'm not I'm not a fan of Drew Holiday, man. I'm Drew Holiday could work. Anymore. Yeah. I, I feel I like right now. Okay. Go ahead. Now I was just gonna say that I feel like Drew Holiday is kind of going on the backside on of his career. He's gonna be like end up being like a um like a just like a super backup now, you know. Look, looking forward in his career, you know. That's I'm good on Drew Holiday. I got a mini Drew Holiday and Frank on my team right now. I'm good. I don't need. I don't need nobody messing up IQ minutes. I don't need nobody messing with Frank minutes or RJ minutes. I'm good. Draft yeah. your, whoever said draft your point guard in the 2021 draft. Sorry, champ. <laughs> we got a couple on the roster already that I want to mold. So I'm good. Yeah. Yo, um, yeah, I, I, I got to give this up, man. So, I mean, you know, I'm always shouting on my neighborhood, man. So, you know, East New York, I haven't, I haven't lived in East New York in years, though. But, but I'll, I'll rep it to, to, to the day I die. But Brownsville's right next door, so you know, we're, we're like cousins and stuff. Especially in the eras that we grew up with, we, we, we were all connected, man. So, I just got to give um hood love to, to all our wives, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I know. I know everybody from the Bronx. Say, yeah, the Bronx. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like whatever, man. Harlem, Harlem guys got to come in. Yo, Harlem, Harlem on the rise. You know what I'm saying? You know, people from Harlem got to talk like that and all that. So when my Brooklyn guys come on the chat, I gotta, I gotta give them good love, man. Nah, so sorry about that. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think we got into everything, though. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We talked about everything. Well, I, I got those bullet points, man. Is, is anything from from those um from those screenshots that you wanted to talk about? Did you um? Because uh, I mean, I got them here, man. But it's just weird. Let me just let me just flip through them before we get out of here. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. So let's let's do this one first. You can see it. And you, you, I see it, and I just wanted people to see that to 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 know that the Knicks won the Porzingis trade. If this if this is real and executives is questioning Porzingis and, and questioning you know his brother then kudos to Scott Perry man they 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 seen it you know matter of fact kudos to Phil Jackson because Phil Jackson was the guy who seen it and Phil Jackson was the guy who said yo 
we can't we we we, we can't do this. And, and he said publicly, I think I think he said it's publicly that Porzingis was a diva. So I, yeah, he did he did say that the diva mentality or whatever. Shout out to Phil Jackson because he's a crazy old man, but but he he saw it from the rip. As soon as we as soon as he got here, I, I mean, was he the one that drafted Porzingis? I think he he drafted Porzingis. He did. He did. He dropped. Yeah, but once he got here and all that stuff was happening or whatever, he immediately was like, yo, we need to get rid of this guy. You know? So he was right all along, man. So shout out to that old man. Yeah, got he some was. other stuff here. And that was for, I sent you that because, you know, LaMelo Ball is the best rookie right now. True. But Emmanuel quickly is probably the best scoring rookie and he's probably the most efficient scoring rookie. So the, the, that that was a graphic that I sent to you, and I, I just wanted to let the people know that Walt Perrin hit on his draft pick, and it was a great draft pick. So salute to Walt Perrin, man. Yeah. And also, Emmanuel Quickly is doing it in less minutes than all these guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, no that's starts. No starts part. either, right? No mm -hmm. starts. No starts. No starts. And that's, yeah. that's the fun part about it. Like, you know, Quickly giving, giving people that John Starks vibe, just coming in the game and gunning. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> and that was the stat. My shout outs to my guy Fredo. Cool dude on, on, on Twitter. When Frank yeah, plays that's a fact, yeah. plus minutes, we're three and no. Keep playing, yeah. Frank, please. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody need to give him a, a freaking like uh fashion um uh some fashion help, man. I do his fits be crazy, man. Like, what's wrong with this cat? Who Frank? Yeah, Frank be looking crazy when he comes no, coming out that room. Man. No, he's modeling. <laughs> Frank be Let's see what else you got here. Wow, oh, that's the same one there. This is um about the one 140 point game, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me just skip. I'm gonna skip through these here. Room is dirty. Yeah. What else yeah. we got here? That's more more Przingis stuff. Yeah, man. So, final final thoughts with this stuff, man. Are we, are we getting rid of this guy? <laughs> That's Alfred Payton. We getting rid of Alfred Payton? Yeah, gotta get rid of Alfred Payton, man. He don't fit. It's, it's not nothing against him, like I said. Like, it's, it's just, it don't work. So, it's like, I don't know what else to say about Alfred Payton, man. I just hope that he, he, he succeeds at his next destination. Yeah, like 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 we said before, though I think I think we definitely gonna need him just in case uh, Rose gets hurt or whatever. Yeah, we definitely gonna need him for insurance later on down the road. That's, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. But salute to Alfred, man. If he if he talk if he if he talk quickly, you know, and some of these dudes, you know, some of the tricks of the trade and how to get into the lane. I appreciate guys like Alfred Payne. Gotta appreciate them vets, man. Even yeah. though he stinks. Well, yeah. kind of <laughs> All right, man. So let, let's um let's um end it here, here, man. Thank you for for coming in. A lot, a lot of people seem to like this podcast, man. But I say they like they liked us um you know together. But I don't see nobody smashing no thumbs up buttons. I don't see nobody subscribing. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. So why why you you know enjoying the show? Do us a favor and please give us a thumbs up and please yep. give us a subscribe and whatever and um encourage um state because he's getting his stuff together. He'll also be doing his channel, so we, we'll be able to. Swap it back and forth. We'll figure all that stuff out, man. So, yeah, on the fly, everything on the fly. We got to learn on the fly, but we definitely gonna do more of these shows. That's why I'm 
like I'm making it my business to pop up during the halftime shows, and I'm 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 taking breaks at certain times so I could be a part of um, you know, any any type of show, man. I'm trying to just show my face more, you know, the that the whole the YouTube the the whole podcast thing recording is cool, but I think it's more fun when you're doing it face to face because you can be more animated and also, you know, you got the chat and the chat has people who's Nick fans as well, and they got an opinion as well. So it's easier to, you know, bring up topics, bring up topics and talk about various things because the chat is also interacting. So I think this is a fun exercise. And that's, you know, that's the reason why I always hit you up from now. From now on, like, yo, bro, we got to do a pod today, bro. It's yeah, gotta get. <laughs> yeah. Every time, every time you hit me up, I can't say no either, man. We we done so many podcasts together, so it's good. We, we definitely got to keep it going, man. But like like you said, with the chat, the chat is our lifeblood, man. You know, the chat is the fans. You know what I'm saying? So you know, we're we're doing we're doing this stuff here, and they're coming in here talking. So that's all important. We all got to keep it stay together. You know, whether whether you watch my show or other guys' show, other guys' shows too, because we all fuck with each other. You know, quite mm-hmm. a, a lot of these different podcasts and stuff. We all we all hang out with each other. I, I've drank and got drunk with a couple a couple of these guys. I, yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been on this show yet. You know, but I, but I've actually you know got got wasted with a couple of these guys, man. So you oh, know, it's cool. I got yeah. to see what that's like. <laughs> Yo, with a bunch of Knicks fans, man, it's it's great, man. I, I got I got a couple stories, man. But you know, it's it's all because of COVID. Everybody was all messed up during COVID, so everybody's starting to get loose a little bit. So as mm-hmm. time goes on, we'll we'll start to um to you know, share some of those stories and stuff, man. It's great, great, um, great being a Knicks fan, man. It's a lot yeah, of good people. Bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. I think, <laughs> I think I talk to Nick fans more than I talk to my own family. <laughs> Yo, I got, I got kids, man. I got a wife and kids. <laughs> I just, came, I just came home from work and I locked myself in a room to talk to you uh, about about the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't even take take off my jacket. You know, it's crazy, man. But the one thing I will say is like. You know the people around me, um, especially my shorty, she always support. So it's a, it's a good thing. So it doesn't bother them that I'm always, you know, heavy Nick, heavy trying to talk about the Knicks all day, every day. So it, it doesn't bother them. They actually support, and that's yeah. all you really need is just people that support, support you, and and support the things that you do, and just give you motivation. You know, sometimes yeah, no you need that. Yeah, shout out, shout out to your lady too, man, because she got she hooked you up, you know, with a with a whole bunch of new stuff that you're trying to work out. And then you know, this back here, that's my lady right there. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? I, she I me in the those. back there. I got you know it. So it's good, bro. I yeah. gotta get one of those for sure. But yeah, man, Eru, man, let me get out of here. Uh let me help the OG real quick, man. I'm I'm taking that long. I don't wanna I don't wanna feel like I'm taking advantage, but um man, Eru, man, I appreciate you, King. Uh, yeah. Nick Nation, I appreciate y'all, man. Allah, my God, I appreciate you in the chat too because I felt like that was weak from Rob. And I'm the next time I see Rob and, and Uncle Free joint, just know he's getting cursed out. So <laughs> I appreciate Nick Nation, everybody, man. Eru, I'm out of here. Say the New York Nick Pod, Die Hard Nick's Pod. Love you, my guy. Love you, Nick Nation. Peace. Peace, peace. All right, guys, don't go anywhere yet, man. I just want to shout this out real quick. This is where you can find State's podcast. He has an audio podcast available on all these different platforms. I'm still doing my audio podcast, too. So if you're interested in that, please check any one of these platforms. You'll find the Dynex podcast on there. Also, too, um, go to manscaped.com, and you'll be able to um, to get 20% off of free shipping by using promo code DIEHARD. That's um, you know manscaped.com. 
uh, using promo code DIEHARD and you'll be able to get 20% off and free shipping. Also, if you go to nativehempcompany.com, uh, you can put in promo code DIEHARD and you also can get a similar uh, discount, man. So support the kid, man. Go to DIEHARDNICS.com uh, and you can get some some merchandise, get a hat or something like that to support the kid. You know, just um, just keep on supporting, man. We will keep on putting stuff out for you guys um, to, to chop it up, man. Because, um, you know, we, we in this together, man. Nick's Nation all day. So anyway, guys, peace and love. Shout out to everybody out there. And as I do on the chat, four fingers to the forehead, tuck of the thumb, salute. See you guys in the next one. All right, peace.